in my reading time, I ran across this scripture, in, and I'm reading out of the Passion Bible. And what I've always heard and taught is not really what's going on in this set of scriptures, which is interesting. In the Passion, it reads a little different than what you got. Let me read in Passion. Uh, Matthew 7, uh, verses 13 and 14, it says, Enter through the narrow gate, because the wide gate and the broad path is the way that leads to destruction. I have always heard that taught, which, which is valid, that Jesus is the only way, which is a fact. He is the way, the only way, and anything else is, is not going to get you there. But in this particular set of scriptures, and maybe I'm reading a different one than the one I've heard before because it's read so different, this whole chapter in Matthew 7 is talking about how we're walking our day-to-day -day life. Starts out in chapter 7, it starts out by telling you not to judge. Now, what's interesting about this set also, folks, is that if you've got the Bible that has read when Jesus is speaking, he's speaking, he's the one that's speaking in all of this. And he's talking about not judging, he's talking about uh, if you need something from God, he's going to give it to you, so don't worry about that. And then he goes on in, in verse 12, then it says, In everything you do, be careful to treat others the same way you would want them to treat you. For that is the essence of all the teachings of the law. And that's really the, the golden rule, is what that's talking about. They're talking about love. Then he goes on, he says, Enter through the narrow gate. Well, what is the narrow gate? Love. Jesus is love, but he is the narrow gate. And what's interesting about this statement is, if you, if you look at this, every day of our life, we have choices on situations and circumstances. I don't care who you are or where you are, you're constantly making choices. Okay, if somebody offends you, the narrow gate is the gate that Jesus gives us, but is love. Because it's real easy to be obnoxious back. It's real easy to, to get them back. It's real easy to, to turn to the fleshly side of your life. It's real easy to be the wrong way. But that's the wide gate. Everybody it goes on. It says, it says, enter through the narrow gate because the wide gate and the broad path is the way that leads to destruction. Nearly everyone chooses the crowded road. The narrow gate and the difficult way leads to eternal life. So even, so few even find it. There is a gate we go through. There's choices we make every day of our life. But every choice, you have to step into that choice by faith. It's kind of like walking through that door. Now, I know what's on the other side most of the time. But when you walk through a door, it's different than the room you're in here. When you walk through a gate, there's something beyond that. Well, in everyday life, that's decisions. With whatever comes. I don't care if you're going into a new job. I don't care if you're, you're, you're dealing with sickness. I don't care if relationships. Life itself is constantly going through a gate. Constantly having to, having to be at that place in your life where we've got to trust God through it. Because you don't really know what's going to happen with those decisions. I had to get a blood test and I still haven't got to talk to Doc yet on on the numbers, the numbers weren't what I wanted. So my mind has been trying to 
run the wrong direction. But narrow is the gate. So well, what are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying I've got to take my thoughts and I've got to step in faith and no matter what the blood test shows, I've got to trust God. Somebody comes and offends you. You've got to make a choice immediately. What am I going to do with this? Am I going to start gossiping about that person and talking about that person, not dealing with the situation in life the right way, the narrow way, the way Jesus would? Because it seems like everything he has us to do is opposite of the world. He tells us to give. The world says save everything you got. He tells us to forgive. The world says to walk in unforgiveness. They don't deserve to be forgiven. It's totally, it seems like it's always, but it's the right way. It's the narrow way, but it's the gate, as it's talking here, is you don't know what's on the other side of that gate. And I don't care what our situations in life is, we've got to recognize that every choice you make is a choice of faith, that it's going to be okay. Josiah went, went out and, and applied for a job out in Arizona. We all thought he was going to get it. The gate closed. It wasn't. So where is he at with it? Okay. Because he knows God has got something better. I've always been one that believed this. If a door gets closed and you, you step through it, but then all of a sudden it gets closed and you can't finish going through it, then God has got something better for you. And rather than complain and gripe and grumble, you just walk through a gate of faith. But that's not the hard part. I, I, I forgot what the illustration was that Krista gave on faith, but it was so good. Because we don't, we don't, faith, if, if I see, if, if I'm believing for a pulpit, that's dumb. I've got one. But when I'm walking through a gate or when I'm walking through a door, I don't know what's on the other side. So I have got to be at that place of believing it's going to be okay on that side and walking with that. With that. And then... The hard part then is recognizing that I've got to keep going no matter what the circumstances are. Travis is talking about moving to Texas and starting a barbershop down there. That's a step of faith. Even if we know everybody needs to get their hair cut, that's still a step of faith. But now, is it going to be easy? I promise you it's not. But that's what we walk through. That's where we trust God in every situation. Hebrews 11.1, 1, everybody knows the scripture. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. And that's not, that, that word hope is not, I hope I get it. I, maybe I'm going to get it. Would it work out? That, that word hope is a positive expectation of good. Faith is a positive expectation of good for something that you haven't even seen, but you know you're going to get it. And that's where, when you walk through the gate, when you walk through the door, we know Jesus has got the answer. And we step out by faith. I got born again by faith. I, I, I didn't go to heaven. I haven't seen the truth. But you cannot convince me I'm not going to heaven. Well, why is that? Because I have come to the place of understanding his word better all the time. But I did it by faith. 
I give my heart to Jesus by faith, and I know by faith he died for my sins, and I know by faith he rose again, but I also know by faith that I rose with him. And I know that also I, the more word I get, the more word I get, the more I know he's got me, he's going to take care of me. He will take care of it. So that, that walking through that gate is so true what they're saying. But when I was taught before, it was like, you, you can't get, you, it's, you got to go through, you got to go, you, it's got to be Jesus. And that's true, but that's not what this is talking about. This is talking about stepping out in faith and walking through. When I first got cancer, it was like, oh, but what did, I, what did I have to do? I had to just trust God and keep walking and keep walking and keep walking. And everybody here goes through stuff. But he's the only way I'm going to get through anything. I'm finding that out. I don't care what it is. And, and there's so much more peace in your life when you come to the place of not trying to change people and change things and get in other people's business and do the things. You know, I'm not happy how they are. Well, that's fine. Just pray. Don't be the problem. Just pray. They're the problem already, probably. But let's just pray. Let's, let's step through the gate and let God take care of it. In Romans 8, in the Passion Bible, 8.24, it says, For this is the hope of our salvation. Now, the word salvation there is not you got saved. The word salvation there is just everyday things that God's taking care of. Your salvation. It says, but hope means that we must trust and wait for what is still unseen. For why would we need to hope for something we already have? So because of our hope is set on what is yet to be seen, we patiently keep on waiting for its fulfillment. That's kind of like we read in James where he says, if you have a problem, just ask me and I will answer you. Well, how many of us have asked for the answer or asked for the What's the answer to my problem? And just didn't quite get it right away. Well, what do you do? Do you give up? No, you wait. You wait. When the problems aren't getting resolved, what do you do? You wait. You wait. When the money's not there to, to answer the situation, you wait. We right now are, are, are needing a maintenance man, and Richard needs to retire. And I thought I had one lined up, and just a while ago, it was, no, I can't. So what do we do? We wait. Well, why? Because that's where our faith is at. Will he take care of it? I know he will. But what do I get to do? Wait. A lot of things need to be done that can't be done right now. What do we do? We wait. Y'all, 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 this is so simple, it's stupid. But we have to do it. We've got to be at our place in our life when we open that gate, when we open that door of something we're believing for. We need something. We need, we need I could, the list could go on and on. I don't care what it is. I don't care if you need a cheesecake. You just can't have it unless you just go get it, but you still have to wait to get there. And Don hasn't made me one lately, so I'm waiting. We, I mean, simple, the simplest thing. I don't care what it is. You say, well, you've got a problem going on, and what are you going to do about it? I'm going to wait. You've got an illness that's going on, what are you going to do? I'm going to wait. And you wait. That's the hard part, is the waiting. But the Bible tells me that 
in waiting, it builds character. And everything anybody here has walked through, I don't care what, it's, what you've done or what's happened, the love of God has not changed. That's what's so awesome about God. Especially this dispensation we're walking through, the dispensation of grace. Why, if we was back in the Old Testament and some of the stuff we pulled, most of us would be dead. But because of grace, he just keeps loving us, even though he knows tomorrow I'm going to make a mistake. He just keeps loving me. He keeps loving me. So why can't I just wait till he straightens it out? Because he says, oh, I can go there real quick. In Romans 8, 28. And this one it reads really nice. So we are convinced that every detail in our lives is continually woven together for good. Every detail in your life. I don't care what you did wrong. I don't care what you did right. I don't care what took place in your life. I, I think about my past. I got born again at 12, but I ran with the world till I was 32 years old. God uses every bit of it. Everything I did wrong, everything I did right. I wasn't a heathen, but at the same time, I, I did stuff that I shouldn't have been doing. I, I made decisions that, that caused me consequences, but God still uses everything. Every, every consequence is bad. He turns it for good. And that's, a, that's an awesome thing to know, that no matter how bad you mess up, you don't have to walk in condemnation. You just have to let God walk you through it. But you've got to wait. You've stepped through the gate. Now you've got to walk through the, you've got to go the way. It, it's called in the scripture. You go the way. You follow the way. James 1, 6, and 7 tells us not to doubt. Because if you doubt, it's like the wave of the sea. Why is he saying that? Because he knows you're going to make choices. And with every choice comes consequences. With every choice comes. Sometimes I, I wish we could, we could take our young people and say, listen, I've been through this. And I know if you make this choice, it's going to cause you problems. But most of them are going to make their choice anyway. And that's what's going to happen. And they have consequences. The older we get, the more we recognize if we just would have. But there's no condemnation in that because God used everything. Every mess I made, he, he, he made a message out of it. Everything I did wrong, he, he, he turned it for good. Everything that happens in my life that's, that's bad, he's turning it for good. Chris is one of those situations. He had an affair, and it cost him prison time. Now, many have had affairs and got, got by it. They still had consequences. But with Chris's situation, he got life. But yet God took him. And now people are getting saved on an ongoing basis by what he's walked through, but now what he's doing. You go, that's crazy. This is crazy. Again, today he was telling me how a guy got his life turned around and how he was so excited that we, we sent him a passion Bible and before he left the prison to, to go to another prison he was carrying that Bible and just so excited and had been reading it to another inmate and that inmate then asked for a, a Bible like that. If he hadn't have been there who knows? Who knows that all these things the Lord's seen the mistake and he goes oh my gosh and oh, you, oh my gosh, but yet I'm still going to use you. It's pretty awesome when you think about it that way. Thinking that the lives that may get changed, 
even though we made mistakes. Even though we didn't witness to the person that God told us to witness to. Even though we didn't share the love of Christ to the people we were supposed to. He still makes a way to use us in how we're at and where we're at. That's why it says when you go through that gate, it's a narrow gate. Well, yeah, it's narrow because doing right is narrow. Doing, doing the right thing is narrow. And sometimes we choose the other, but he's still going to make the way. He's still, still going to turn us around. I love, I love the situation where in James when it tells us to ask for wisdom. Think about, folks, examples. Israel. had to cross the Jordan. Think about walking with water on both sides of you, as the Bible says. That first step in there. But think about walking through that with water on both sides, knowing that if that water would collapse at any moment, you would be gone. The faith that it took to go one step at a time to get to the other side. And what was interesting about when they did that, they all got to the other side and then, not very long after they got there, they started complaining. But yet they remembered, that surely they remembered what God did for them. But the problem was when they got across the Jordan, then they had to go to Jericho because they had to take the land. Then they were told, all right, go. And they had the walls shooting down at them. And they walked around, at, what was it, seven times without speaking a word. See, a lot of times, whenever we walk through the gate, we just have to be quiet, but just be obedient to what God tells us to do. Obedience is where it's at. Trust me. What do you mean, trust me? Trust me, I'll take care of this. Keep your flesh out of it, and let me have it. I found through the 30-plus years I've been here that the more we talk, the bigger the problems got. The best thing to do is just be quiet and pray. And God will take care of it. Could you imagine being assigned to walk around this city seven times without speaking a word and then watching you and wondering what is going on and then on that seventh time around then you hollered and screamed and blew the trumpets and then the walls started falling down? You talk about stepping in faith with all of them, yet God took care of every one of them. What about, what about Naaman, the military man that had leprosy? And rumor had it that the, the prophet would heal him. So he had to step out in faith and go there. And then the prophet said, yeah, I can take care of you. Go down to the Jordan and dip yourself seven times. He had to go do that. By, he what, didn't want to do it. But that's what I'm talking about. You, you've got consequences that come up. Here he's got leprosy, and he was told to go do it. Well, because of his hard-headedness, he didn't want to, but yet he had to step through the gate, not knowing what was going to happen, but yet he got his consequences. What about Daniel? The lion den. They were told, don't you dare worship any god but me. Don't you bow down and pray to anybody. But he got told on. He got through in the lion's den. And I thought it was interesting in that set of scriptures. The king even said to him, that God that you believe in will take care of you. The king even had as much faith as Daniel had. But it's still a gate you've got to walk through. It's still a door you have to open. 
It's still like trusting what's going to happen when I get there. Could you imagine being thrown down in a lion's den? When you knew how Christians were being killed all the time because of it. And then you got into the you got into the, the New Testament side where they were literally being slaughtered by lions and stuff. To think that they're going to throw me down in the lion's den where the lions... And do you have that much faith? Well, see, when you open the door, you've got to have it. When you walk, because you don't know what's on the other side. So you've got to step through it. And how awesome it is to step into that type of situation. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. There's another group. <laughs> Worship me and my idol, or I'm going to throw you in the fire. And the king didn't believe in them then. The king said, fired up. Seven times hotter. Hot enough that the men that threw them in got destroyed. But yet they walked through the door. They walked through the way. They walked through the situation. And how they come out? They come out fine. So we've got to start thinking about everything we walk through, every situation, every circumstance in our life, and recognize that God has got us, and he will take care of us. And... I've put myself in, in many situations where I wished I hadn't in my years. But yet he always brought me through it. Now, that doesn't give you a right to make mistakes because you suffer consequences. That's what, that's what happens with sin. But I'm telling you, when we come to the place of recognizing God has got this in our life, when you recognize he will take care of this, when you go, oh, I can't believe I did that, you can come right back and say, but God, I know you don't leave me. I know you never forsake me. Your word says that. I know you, you tell me you turn everything for good. I know you tell me that no matter what happens in my life, you're going to fix it. I know you love me. Wow. You can just go, what are the consequences? I've got to walk through it. But he gives you the grace to walk through those consequences. He gives you the grace to repair those things. He gives you the grace. It, 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 there's such a peace that comes with that. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Well, if I do the best I can do in right standing with God, I know he made me righteous, but I'm talking about doing the best I can do. Like John was saying, be thankful to people. Give thanks for situations and circumstances. Uh, be polite. Do the best we can do. That doesn't mean we're going to make it all right. But yet, if we continue to walk in that, then... Walk in integrity. Uh, you want to you talk about a lost commodity. That's about a gone thing, but not for us. So if we walk in integrity, we could go in the Word. And what's, what's the Word say about integrity? He will guide your footsteps. He will take care of you. He will turn everything around if you keep in integrity. That's just one of those things. Well, so if I walk in integrity, I know he's going to take care of me. So I know I'm going to have peace and I know I'm going to have joy because I've got peace. He said, well, is that works? No, it's just living as a Christian, making the choices he's told you. It'll all work better for you, Ronnie, if you do this. If you walk in the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit, if you walk in joy, if you walk in peace, if you walk in long-suffering, if you walk in forgiveness, it's all going to be better. That's all walking through. But that's walking through the gate. Somebody comes against me, I want to react. Everybody here does. But if you just hold up just a second and go, okay, I'm going to let it go. Let God have it. I'm stepping through the gate. 
but then I've got to put up with whatever happens afterwards. What if that person doesn't react good to you? You still let it go. You still do what God would say. You still walk in that that peace that he gives you. I tell you, I wished I would have had all of this that I'm 20 years ago. Even when I was speaking, I was so, I was so carnal. Most of us are so carnal with our walk because that's the way the world is. Look at the world. Look what's going on. Look what's taking place. I mean, I don't care where you go. Nobody's happy. Nobody's full of joy anymore. Nobody has fun anymore. Everybody's complaining and griping and grumbling anymore. It's just the way most people are. Well, why is that? That's because we're allowing the world to affect us when, in fact, this right here is the only answer. This right here is the only answer. This is the only truth that we have. This is it. There is no other truth because it's all twisted and perverted. This is the truth. And if you just open it up, you want to say it's a manual, but it, it's not a manual. It's, it's life. And everything in it's life. He's the word. And you just start reading it, and you just let this go in, let this go in. And then what happens is your mind starts transforming, and you start getting this in you. And so when you react, you react from your mind that's been transformed, renewing of your mind. And when you have a, when you have a, a, a wrong thought, you know, well, I'm not wasting my time with that. But when you have a good thought, you can entertain it. You go, you go with it. When, when, when the Holy Spirit says to give, you just go get your checkbook. You get involved in giving. You get involved in doing. You get involved in serving. Why? Because that's what he did for us. I mean, it's, let me think about it. Folks, we were bound in slavery to sin. Every one of us was going to hell. And because he came as a man and died for us, all my sin's been totally taken care of. I don't even have to work. I just have to relax in his grace one day at a time. So in that, kind of like John was saying, in that, why wouldn't I want to be kind to you? What? But then you look at the scripture where it says the world's going to become lovers of self. Well, that world it's talking about is you and I. We're all pretty selfish in our own way. And if we allow it, we get more selfish, more selfish, more selfish, more selfish, more selfish. I had a situation today that come up, and, and I, I recognized real quick, well, you selfish thing. And I thought, ooh, I don't, I don't even like what that feels. But yet it's in me because the old sin nature is still trying to, to run me. Everybody here, your old sin nature is trying to pull you down. But we have to be at the place in our life where we go, no. I, that's the authority we have. No. I'm going to walk through the gate. I'm going to walk through that decision. I'm going to walk through that choice. And but when I get on the other side, right or wrong, he's going to help me. I can't, I can't hold back. I've got many times people hold back because they're afraid. Relationships especially. I've been hurt. I've been hurt. I've been hurt. I'm not giving up again. Well, you, you've got to trust God and just step out and know that he's going to take care of you in every situation. And when you do, you're, you're more relaxed. You have more fun. Life is so much better when you just give it to him in every situation and circumstance. You've got 15 minutes. Father, I thank you for everybody that's in here tonight. And I thank you, Lord, that we, everyone here, we have got uh, just daily, not one choice, but thousands of choices.
thousands of choices we make on a daily basis. And thank you as we walk through the gate. You promise us if we stay tight with you in that narrow area that you designed that we're going to be able to walk through it with strength, with your anointing, and know that we're going to come through it. Father, we thank you for that. And Father, it's just come to my mind. Uh, Joyce's husband, uh, Mark, uh, got a got a, a, a not a good report in his heart. He's got 80% blockage. And Father, we just know that you, you're going to carry him through that. You're going to walk him through that. And Father... Uh, we're praying that medication takes care, but if not, Lord, we know that you've got other ways that you can put stents in and open his heart up, get his strength back. He's young yet, Lord, and we, it's, that, it's that place of, of, of he has to walk through trusting in you, Lord. So we thank you you're going to take care of that. And, Father, we've got many in the body that are walking through sickness, walking through different type of, of uh, kidney problems and flus and pneumonias, and the list goes on and on, Father. Uh, and we just thank you that as they... Walk through trusting in you. Open that gate of just trusting you, Lord. You're going to take care of everyone that's here. We thank you for it, Father. Anybody get offended, we're going to come to that place, Lord, of just not allowing that to pull us down, but just forgiving automatically, Father. We trust in you, and we thank you for everything that's going on now, Lord. We give you all the praise, and we thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. Anybody been through anything? That you can say, boy, I'm glad I let God have it. Probably everybody here <laughs> raise their hand. It's so true, so true. Visit. Tell Zach, hey, he's been helping us around here a little bit.